And we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. The Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect, because Dallin, Joey, and I, we're just a bunch of pissants who like to talk, and pissing off people just happens to be one of the perks of the job. Ask anybody who's in public communications, they'll tell you that's the way to go. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your host, I'm known as Shujin Tribble all over the place, you can find me pretty much everywhere under that name, S-A-G-U-J-I-N. Um, this is um, still kind of a truncated group for reasons, is is what it is, and, and you know what, keep going, because... It's worth doing. Top left-hand corner, North America, up in uh, the Calgary zone where... Yeah, you know what? I've forgotten about that. Uh, by the way, uh, Dallin, the um, the uh, Stampede, when is that supposed to be happening? Or are they even thinking about doing that? Um, It did and it didn't already. Ah. We, we usually up, up up around the beginning of July. And, of course, because of... Everything. Yeah. The... um. There were some virtual events that were done, but sadly, uh, no corn dogs, no uh, homemade root beer, uh, no pizzas, no cotton candy, funnel cakes. No yeah, no, no heat stroke. No. Uh, well, I mean, that's that that tends to be a good. Uh, yeah. You know, th- th- there is something uh, that can be said when. You know, it could be okay. I'm I'm not doing freedom units here because I don't know that system. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, when it's thirty some degrees outside. Oh yeah. And you have maybe a hundred thousand people in an area that is completely blacktop, and there is not a cloud in the sky. Let's just say that the temperature can go up by 10 degrees at most. Ugh. Yeah. That sounds too hot. Uh, a first aider at Stampede. Um, let's just say it ain't going to be an easy paycheck for the, poor, for the poor person. No, no, it's not. Start paying in, in, uh, in uh, I was trying to figure out which, which brand of water you know, tap water is perfectly fine and acceptable. Thank you very much. Yeah. Down into the right Midwest of the U.S., Bridget is is still uh, not so disgusted that she didn't want to be with us anymore. Hi, Han. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, I, I say that tongue-in-cheek because um, I don't know about anybody else. Uh, I'm pretty just... Pff, got, pff, uh, disgusted doesn't begin to even cover it, so... I'm kind of at the moment of just, you know, maybe, I don't know, hire a couple of ninjas. To, that's a callback to something that we were talking about before we came on the air. It's just be really nice. Just I'm, I don't know if I've given into being disgusted or just resignation. It's just pretty depressing. You know, the funny part of it is uh, resignation of some others would actually bring up our collective uh, moods. So, oh, yeah. you know, those of you that want to actually help the mood of the country, you know, you might want to consider that. Just a thought. Help me a hell of a lot. 
That's it's true. It's, it's entirely true. So, hi, everybody. Good to be back with you. So, uh, of course, as always, those of you that are uh, hanging out with us live, you know, feel free. Live chat's uh, over this side of the screen. So, feel this is high. Yeah. Hi, hon. Yeah, it's... it's um, yeah. It's it's been another one of those weeks. So, you know, I'm I'm trying really hard to make sure that I come up with topics where we're not just going to be slogging through for 2 hours just going, can we stop talking about this shit yet? Are we allowed to? No. Fine. 2020 just needs to go die in a fire already. This whole year has sucked. And I don't see it getting better anytime soon well not soon soon but well soon just not now i mean about the only thing that we're missing now is like a huge meteor you know or or an attack by godzilla or something careful yeah because i actually do have godzilla on my bingo card no, straight up. I, I told myself that um, th- this could happen. Th- this could definitely be a um, th- the year that the kaiju rise from their millennia-long slumber and just start knocking everything down because, honestly, what's next? You know what? Um, don't say that. Don't say those two words that you just finished off with ever again, uh, because that is the great, that is a summoning. Yes. That is a summoning for the great God Murphy. You, you know that, um, right? I'm, yeah, at this I, point I'm though, sure. I'm ready for zombies to just come and end it. Just, well, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure at this point, you know, even Murphy would take a look at this and go, yeah, you're the, good. No, you're good. Yeah, you're on your own guys. Good. Even I, even I couldn't come up with this stuff. Yeah, meanwhile, Felix is saying, winter is coming. You know what? I, I, I sort of get that reference, but I, I never saw that reference myself. So, you know what? Uh, piss off on that one. Uh, yeah, we don't know what you're talking about. Not, mm, no. Yeah. See, then, then of course, you know, you've got the... Okay. I got a buddy of mine. I know, I know. We've got a whole show ahead of us yet. Don't worry about it. I got a buddy of mine. Currently lives out in Arizona. No, he is not dehydrated yet, although it's it's questionable at times. He had moved out there and he had helped with um he had helped out with uh animal shelters. Guy came in, had a puppy. Beautiful, cute, little puffy, rambunctious, and the guy was bringing the puppy in. Because he couldn't handle the puppy. Because it was rambunctious. And it was always on. It was it was gnawing on things. And, you know, what puppies do. And my friend, who had been helping at the shelter, was there on his off time. And he had come in, and at the same time as this guy. And when he heard what was going on, my friend, I will admit his name is Tony. I know, I know, an Italian. What are you going to do? He went off on this guy, and he read him 
the riot act. This is a baby. It's teething. That's what they do. How the hell did you get a puppy and not realize? I mean, the whole, the whole thing, the whole thing, the whole thing, the whole thing. And he was loud enough that the main doctor, who was a friend of his, came walking out to see what was going on. Stepped just in the doorway, separating between the exam room and the, the front. Heard the last little bit of what was going on. Tony looks at her. The guy looks at her. She looks at the two of them. She looks at the guy bringing the dog back and says, He's not done with you yet. Walked back, and Tony went right back on into the rest of what he was talking about. And the puppy went home with the owner with a promise to really, really reevaluate what he was thinking about with this puppy. From what I remember, Puppy had himself a good home. The idea of a doctor coming out and just hearing the last couple of seconds and just, nah, he's not done with you yet, and walking mm -hmm. back, yeah. So, you know, there you go. That's what I think the great God Murphy would be like right about now. Yeah, <laughs> calendar's not done with you yet. Oh, man. Challenge accepted. Yeah, I'm pretty sure at this point, even George R.R. R. Martin is going, I couldn't write anything. Like, I couldn't write this. <sighs> yeah. That's, that's kind of why my opening is going to be the way that it is. So, um, we will have, uh, of course, all the stuff to talk to you about. And uh, we've got, like, real legit stuff to talk about momentarily. So... Don't worry about it. As always, if uh, if you want to you know, chat up on the on the on the live chat, please feel free. That's kind of what it's there for. And uh, we'll see uh, how this plays out for us. Um, you know, I thought I had something else that I was uh, I was supposed to say at this point, but uh, you know what? No, I don't. I don't. So <laughs> I will just uh, get us rocking and rolling at this point because that's that's kind of my job so we'll go from here so with five minutes on the clock um your five minute freestyle starts right now and the people who are looking at the video and and looking at the the description at the bottom uh today tomorrow yester weekend it stretches across the entirety of the 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 bottom of the screen right about yeah i i know i know that's you know, th there's a bunch of us right now who are feeling exactly like this. What is, uh, okay, anybody know what time it is? Yeah, it's uh, today, tomorrow, yesterday, weekend. I don't know what day it is anymore sometimes. You know, it's, I don't know what time it is. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what day of the week it is. There are moments where that happens. And there's a mm -hmm. lot of us where that's happening with, and that's... It's disconcerting for a lot of us, and we know it. You know, it's okay. You know, 
there are going to be people who are going to be just like, well, yeah, I mean, of course you're going to say it's okay. I mean, that's the kind of person you are. You're, you're the kind of person to just go ahead and, you know, tell everybody that everything's going to be okay. Give you the fluff story, you know, the blow the smoke up somebody's kilt. And, and, all right, first off, I don't do that. Okay, I, I don't. I wouldn't. I respect you people way, way too much to do that to anybody. But for me to go ahead and tell you it's okay, I'm not saying that you should just no longer feel uncomfortable about it. It's a matter that it's okay to feel weird about all this. You know, we've, we've, we've said, how many times have we told you guys, you know, we're in a position now that the world has not seen in a hundred years. Nobody has been through this with any appreciable memory. For us to be sitting here a lot of times and just, you know, not knowing what time it is, you know, all right, that's, that's much more common. You lose track of time and, you know, whatever. Maybe you got a vague sense of time and, you know, Okay, I'm starting to get hungry. Now's probably a good time to go ahead and have some dinner. Oh, well, it's 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 almost uh, it's almost four thirty. Why am I thinking about dinner at four thirty? Normally, I'd have it at like six thirty. Well, then again, I did kind of wake up at noon today, so you know, it is what it is. Yeah, you know what? It is what it is. I know. A good number of us are still working, fortunately. Some of us can't. Some of us aren't. Some of us are kind of trapped where we are the way that it is. I get that. I totally get that. I wanted, believe it or not, in all seriousness, and uh, Phyllis probably, uh, probably knows a little bit about this, I have actually been considering becoming a bus driver for the school district that my kid was at. I didn't want to do it while he was still in school. So, you know, I was figuring that come college time, he's not going to be home. I don't have to worry about having to be available for him at whatever time. Because, I mean, reasons. And now, look at what we've got. We've got a whole bunch of... We've got a whole bunch of massive question marks about how that should be done. We've got a school district in uh, in, uh, Indiana. Got halfway through the first day of school. No. Kid was... Kid got their, uh, got their test back. They were positive. And now everybody's just trying to figure out what in the hell to do. School district here, they're going to be doing, uh, you know, like two days, two days a week the kids are in. Half of them uh, on two days, half of them on the other two days, and telelearning for the other three. And... 
we don't know what days are what now because we're completely lost in trying to find our way and our footing through this all. If you've been feeling like this, that you can't figure out what day is what, you're not alone. You're not doing it wrong. It's okay. We'll find our footing together. You're not alone. Episode 322 on the docket, Your Honor. The blood of Jesus will protect me. I'm pretty sure that everybody remembers the quote of the woman driving off to church, leans out the window, and I'm fine. I got the blood of Jesus is going to protect me. And it's just, no, guys, just no. You know, I, I do kind of wish Joey was here. Oh, tell me about it. Because no, and the reason I say that is because the the individual who said that was in Ohio. Yeah, and I'll be uh, I'll be spamming you with a few links um, later about this. Uh, just yeah, and to wow. make sure that everybody's on board on this one. I mean, uh, I'm not going to ask for the for the round robin on this one, but to be fair, the quote could be coming from freaking anywhere at this point and it doesn't matter anybody who is just f- has has their religious fervor about them are going to be the ones who are just going to thumb their nose and everything and just you know i got to be at my church it's a pain in the ass but you know we'll we'll, we'll see where it, where it takes us um I did go looking up uh, information for Rafe Badawi. We do not have any new information for him for this week. There's still large pushes to get his sentence commuted once and for all. Again. So, you know, we're still we're still waiting to hear for any kind of word on anything at the moment. So as of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been... Eight years, one month, 16 days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. That out of the way, how about we go ahead, perk things up a little bit, and get the horrible scopes for everybody, because Lord knows we could all use just a little bit of a little bit of up and and there's a there's a there's an old joke in there that I can't use right now because I didn't set it up properly. All right, that's fine. <laughs> For anybody that wants to look it up, it was the uh, the Dean Martin celebrity roast when they had uh, Jackie Gleason on, and Art Carney came out there to go ahead and buck up his spirits. Just trust me when I say it's it's worth it. Maybe maybe I'll find a link to you know it in here. To be honest, that's as much of a laugh just thinking about it as actually reading it. The yeah, yeah. If if I remember right, I believe uh, I believe what he ended off with was, um, and Ralph, I'm glad that I could come up here and 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 uh, up your morale tonight, and knowing the way that you feel about me, up yours too. Or something to that effect. But then again, it's the 70s, you know. What are you going to do? 
I know I've completely butchered it. You know what? I'll, I'll look it up later. Somebody, somebody remind me about this. So here are your horrible scopes for this week. Please remember, um, if, if you know your astrological sign, beautiful. If you don't, you know what? Roll a D12 and uh, ask Google to do it for you if you don't have a D12. Why don't you have a D12? What's wrong with you people? I can't say anything. I don't have a D12. Whatever the hell. So, Aries, your real name isn't Peter Quill. Your father is not an astronaut or a supercar-driving vigilante or a planet. You fell asleep with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 again. Go back into your Disney Plus streaming settings and turn on the Check If I'm Still Awake setting. You're welcome. They actually have that? I'm, I, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not, you, just move, just move it along. Just move it along, whatever. All right. I was going to go with check if I'm still alive, but I, I figured that was a little <laughs> bit on the, a little too gross right now. Uh, anyways, Taurus, do you remember how the first Rocky movie ended? A lot of people don't, so let's remind them. Rocky lost. But everyone was so pissed off that Apollo won in a split decision that it was personal pride that he get a rematch and show everybody that the fight was just a fluke. And then what happened? Yeah, Apollo lost. So here's your advice. If you're named for a god, don't tempt fate for reasons of pride. Gemini. With all the telecommuting people have been doing, maybe you should remember how Judy Jetson used to have a mask to put on when she was on a video call. So invest in a good quality applique and a crappy webcam for those teleconferences. They'll never be able to tell you're still only just barely awake. It's true. Judy did have one. Whatever, deal with that a little bit later. Cancer Moonchild, look. <laughs> cancer. Um, we're, we're just going to be honest with you. That outfit does make you look fat, okay? Yeah, get over it. The COVID-15 is a real thing, and wearing your high school spandex combo because it's comfortable is fine. But really, at the supermarket, just no. Alan. Yeah, I don't know. I, just a second. <laughs> Anyways, Leo, you are sympathetic and understanding to other people's problems. And we're lying to you. We know you better than that. Look, if you were trying out for a part in the community theater production of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, you'd be reading for Lucy Van Pelt because the character... <clears throat> speaks to you. That's not a thespian muse. That's Virgo. Virgo. No one makes eating noises quite like you do. Or cartoon character voices. The fact that you're training to be a ventriloquist isn't the disturbing thing. It's that you're making poor Leo overthink that they're talking to Lucy Van Pelt. Look. As funny as it is to watch them freak out a little, that's really unethical. You gotta stop doing that. Not right away, though. I want some video first. 
Yeah, I was writing that first line, and I was thinking to myself in my head, no one makes eating noises quite like I did. I knew. Yeah. I didn't watch the movie. I, I only know it because I've, I've had to play the song a couple times. It's... Sorry, just got nothing for you. Libra, with your love of dressing up in costumes from years gone by and your enjoyment of musicals, see how that played it, we figured out your next career to test drive. <laughs> Chimney sweep. Yeah, these days you don't need to actually do actual chimney cleaning, but you can be rented out to look the part and attend weddings in Great Britain where it's good luck for a bride to see a sweep on her wedding day. Just no tongue when you kiss him this time, would you, please? Thanks. Hmm. You know, I, I, I wish Chris was still on here because I'd like to ask him just where that whole thing about the, the good luck from a chimney sweep if you shake their hand or blow them a kiss or something. I, I'd like to know where that came from. Uh, I don't know, but uh, I had to look up information about chimney sweeps and considering that uh, chimney sweeps were as young as four years old at some points. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right. <clears throat> Anyways, Scorpio. When we say you're more hyper than a Red Bull Jack scurry of squirrels, what we mean is for the love of all things holy, would you please sit the hell down and take a breath? <gasps> Actually, I had to take a breath there. Uh, the only <laughs> the only saving grace here is knowing you're going to have a sugar crash and fall asleep for the next 18 hours. For the record, by the way, a scurry of squirrels. Yes, that's that's the actual correct technical term for a group of squirrels. It's a scurry. Sagittarius. Actions speak louder than words, and your entire wardrobe is screaming, Intervention! Don't ask your next-door neighbor in the tube-top and 80s hammer pants to be your personal shopper. There's plenty of second-hand shops out there with already broken-in jeans, even hair being bright red ones. Just here, take this gift card and try again. Capricorn, most Leos like to pick on little people. The biggest excuse, the pun problem, is that they tend to be the shortest ones in the room. So the fact that Virgo is throwing their voice to make them nuts and think Lucy Van Pelt is talking to them just means they're getting a little revenge. So don't tell anyone you know what's going on. Just get ready to film the blowback when it happens. <laughs> Aquarius. You are the logical type and hate disorder. You are the Constable Odo to the world's Jadzia Dax. The fact that you get this reference shows that you've been binge-watching Deep Space Nine again for, what, the third time? It, look, it could be worse. You could be re-watching the end scene of Star Trek The Motion Picture where Spock and Dr. McCoy have swapped field jackets. Oh. You didn't know that already? Oh, and I, I was yesterday years old when, when I found that out and no, I actually have not gone back to watch to check it out because I really don't care. <laughs> you wanted to last night. 
Well, look at yeah. Okay, okay. He he wanted to look it up last night. I don't want anybody to start taking that that out of context right there. Don't 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 do that. Yeah, no. I I did want to look it up last night, and then um, after after I was done last night, I went. You know what? It's too hot, too humid for me to really give a damn. So I went to bed. I got up this morning. Like, okay, I'm I'm feeling good. It's not too hot or not too humid in here. I can go look it up. Like, no, I really need to go to the store and pick up some stuff today because my fridge is empty. So I went and I got all the stuff. I came back. I un- unpacked everything. Got myself a good lunch going. And went. Eh, yeah, I really don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously you do because you're keep talking about it. Well, it's my fault. He started it. I did. Why did I point at the monitor when I did that? (laughs) Pisces. Like everyone else, you want to get out to a movie or a play or a concert, but you have angered the great God Murphy. Your seat for the next show you go to will be abysmal. You will curse the first seven born children of the architect that decided to put a structural beam in front of your seat, but it's already too late. Did you read your ticket's disclaimer? No refunds within 24 hours of performance. All seating is assigned. Enjoy your evening with Yanni's... Oh, that's Yanni, isn't it? Yanni's pan flutes. Yes, it is. Truth be told, I have no idea if Yanni is still performing. I don't care. The image itself is, is just the way that it should be. So, those are horrible scopes for this week. Um... You got what you paid for, so um, piss off if you didn't like them, I guess is, is probably the nicest way of putting that. So there you go. You're welcome. And yes, I, I will, I will of course, have them posted in various, uh, various social media all over the place uh, later when I'm working on the next ones. When I remember to. I try to remember to do that on Thursday. Ultimately, Thursday, something's going on that it's like, oh, yeah, I got to get it done for Friday because that's when they get premiered. So I should really do that, shouldn't I? Yeah, okay. Uh, who can keep up with what day of the week it is? Uh, Without a computer, there's no way I could. There, There is that. I mean, I remember once upon a time ago, uh, you could actually tell what, uh, what day of the week it was by what was on TV, but who in the hell bothers watching TV? Remember how that used to be? There used to be reruns. Monday was this one. Tuesday was this one. Wednesday was this one. Friday was this one. Nobody cares about Thursday, so, you know, whatever. And must see TV. There's no such thing anymore. I think think Thursday was the night of the um, really bad sitcoms. Um, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and there was actually a, a, a time, and I tread on very fragile ground when I say this but please understand this is the context there is no digs meant here to anything uh, I'm saying it more for the benefit of the chat and for you know in the future when people watch this and start lambasting with comments um, up here any like like NBC, CBS or whatever growing up uh, we used to get those from Detroit these days living out west here, we we get them from, usually from Washington, like Spokane, Coeur d'Alene, uh, those kind of places. Yeah, makes sense. You know, yeah. I used to call Thursdays Blaxploitation Thursday. Mm. 
you know, just because of the nature of the sitcoms that were playing on that day were all headlined by an African-American cast. It was strictly coincidence. And I mean, I, I meant that's nothing by it. it was just like, yeah, it, I meant nothing by it. It's just that that's what they played. Some of them were really good. Some of them were like, what the hell were you thinking when you wrote this thing? Because I mean, if, if you now think, that if, you if, mentioned it, yeah, yeah, it was the cause. Yeah, if you guys thought I was being insensitive by calling it that, put it this way: the amount of stereotypes that these writers put into those shows make me look like a saint by comparison. Yeah, just saying. It's fair to say that things have gotten better. Um, because one of the first things that uh, I know that we're not exactly on the actual topic just yet, but just, we'll, we'll get there. Don't worry about it. Um, I don't know if anybody else besides I had seen that somebody had somebody had done a fan recreation, I guess, uh, reboot, if you will, um, pilot 10 minute short film for a modern reimagining of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, no. I hadn't seen that. It was great. It was absolutely brilliant. That's one I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to get uh, linked in for everything because um, the guy who did it um, did a spectacular job. Will Smith had the opportunity of seeing it uh, at, at some point, and even he was just blown away with how, how great it was because it really pulled the whole thing modern and it was no longer a sitcom. It was much more, uh, it was much more a coming of age drama and it was, huh. it was worthy. It was really good. Okay. Like, okay. That one I can see. Um, you guys remember the, the movies, the, the, the first teen wolf movie sort of. Yeah. Michael J. Fox turns into a werewolf, plays basketball. Yeah. Lots of laughs. Lots of... I remember MTV, because they don't do music anymore. The MTV actually did a Teen Wolf series. And it was the angstiest pile of a burning trash fire that I'd ever seen in my life. Cartoon series? Nope. Okay, then it's it, not. No, no, no. It wasn't that. This was angsty okay. teen drama with a brand new cast, and more than one wolf all going through high school, and one of the guys had an abusive father who beat the crap out of him, and then the old man went out to his car and took a swig of whiskey, just in time for his son to wolf out, come after him, and well, what do werewolves normally do to people? And no, this is not a question directed at the furry fandom. Damn it. Tear him to shreds. Pretty much. I saw that when I was at the gym one morning. Because they actually run MTV on one of the one of the TVs, and I'm looking at that and I'm going. Well, so long, childhood. <laughs> well. Funny part was uh thinking about uh you know, reminding me that uh, Teen Wolf was a cartoon series too for a while. Um, yeah, 
I'm going to have to go looking through my collection because I don't think that I've... You know what? I don't know that I want that theme song. I'm just... I've got a, I've got a, I've got a lot of weird stuff in my collection of of music, so you know, don't don't give me shit about it. By the way, uh, just for just for shits and giggles, uh, I picked up uh, this, which is uh, Hooked on Classics two, that I got at uh, at the at the store. Yeah, the uh, the company name some people might recognize it, Ktel. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's Ktel. And yes, it. Oh, you found it. Good man. And and that's from, that is from Will Smith's YouTube channel. So there you go. Well done. Thank you. So Dallin actually found the uh, the short movie, which is called uh, Bel Air, and Will Smith's reaction to it. So we'll make sure that those are linked up for you guys. Anyway, so the uh, the KTEL album actually has. A little catalog to let you know all the other hooked on albums that they've got. And if you really want, you can send them your name and address and mail it to the address on the inside, and they will send you a catalog of all the stuff that you can get for a penny, I guess. I don't remember. No, that was that was uh, that was uh, Columbia House. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Columbia House was your was your first 10 for one cent for one penny. And then um, you would just pay shipping and handling. And then if you did that, then you could get your first album that you were obligated to buy for, you know, because you had, you had to buy so many a year. Uh, you could get it for half off. And then the rest were full list price. Yeah. And I remember like my mom was part of that for the longest time. And when I started getting, when, when as I got older, I actually started to look through the catalog and I, I asked her, you know, like, okay, look, here's, here's some of my allowance. Can you, can you order me this one since you're ordering something already? And then, oh God, what was it? Yeah. Columbia house eventually gave way to another one called BMG. Uh, BMG music house. It didn't last very long because the, the BMG guys came up just at the time that MP3s were starting to become um, mainstream. Gotcha. Not, not so much mainstream, but, but popular. Uh, you could still only get, I think, I, I think if you got a 128 bit rate song at that time, it was like elite. And, and the reason I say it is because a lot of the MP3s I used to listen to, you could tell the compression mm. because the, 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 the drum, any kind of drum beats sounded distorted. Um, you know, kind of like when you're listening to, um, oh boy, and he, he, here's me talking like an elitist. Uh, no, when you first turn in, tune in a uh, serious music channel in the car, and it takes a little while for the for the satellite signal to like lock properly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the first couple of songs, they sound kind of just. It has this sound that makes you wonder, why am I paying for this? But then after after maybe thirty seconds, it clears up and it sounds okay. But before that, it's just like, Egh. so yeah. Um, the only reason I know about BMG is because my wife and I were on it for a couple of years, and hey, we got some good CDs out of it. She got most of them though, so it's okay. Mm. See, now I get all this stuff from uh, from a local secondhand place and. 
How much is it? Two bucks a CD. Yeah. Now, admittedly, uh, I'm paying two bucks a CD for um, uh, Jive Bunny and the Mixmasters. And, uh, I, I'll be honest, uh, that one, you, you got a good price for that one. In, uh, in excess, because, you mm. know, it's the first time I've actually had that album. Yeah, or, or in excess, the single most ironic band in the universe. I liked them. You know, I'm not saying they were bad. Um, they were fun to dance too. Yeah, but did you guys did you guys ever watch the show the first season of a show called Rockstar? Nope. Nope. Okay, so as you know, the lead singer of NXS died. Yeah. Yeah. Under interesting circumstances, and we'll leave it at that. Yeah. So after a bit of a mourning period, uh, NXS approached. I think it was Dave Navarro and a couple of other people, and said, "Hey." We want to put on a, a contest, and the winner becomes our new frontman, our new lead singer. Oh, that sounds vaguely familiar now. Yeah. And so they did out a casting call. They got a bunch of people in, and they started, you know, putting stuff together. And the um, one of the things that one of the guys said was, you know, I can't remember his name, Michael Hutchins, I, I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, he, he had a sound. His voice had, you knew it was an NXS song just from his voice. Oh, yeah. And he said, yeah, and, and so the one of the guys from NXS, he said, you know, but we're, we're willing to, you know, we want to see where this takes us. We, we wouldn't mind, you know, perhaps if a, if a female ends up being our lead or, you know, somebody with a completely different voice dynamic. We're ready for this. The guy who won. If you didn't know who Michael Hutchins was, the guy who replaced him could have been his clone. The voice was almost identical. And I went, so after all of this, you end up picking the guy that sounds exactly like the guy who died. And then the aftermath of that was unbelievable. I think it was during their first tour, the lead singer got busted for coke possession or something. Uh, yeah. You know, freaking train wreck. Uh, where's Striper when you need them now, you know? I'm sorry. That's a that's yeah. a that's a callback to the '80s that people don't know. You know what? Actually, I I heard they just released an album recently. What? Just a second. Give, They're give still a, give, around. Give me a hot minute here. More importantly, how in the hell were they able to let out their? You know, I was going to say jeans, but I, I don't think they ever. The black and black and yellow vinyl. I guess this, this would have. I mean, okay. Um. Bridget, what year do you think that they were done? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, what year do you think they stopped? Let, let's 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 be a little more contextual here. Hey, Striper. Yeah. I was thinking probably back at eighty nine or something. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I was just, thinking more like eighty seven personally. Well, okay. I just called up their I just called up their discography on on Spotify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, nineteen eighty eight. In God We Trust. 1991, Can't Stop the Rock. Okay. 
2004. Seven weeks, live in America, 2003. 2005, Reborn. 2007, The Rock's Regime Demos. 2009, Murder by Pride. 2011, The Covering, which is... Looks like they're all doing... Oh, yeah, they're doing um, the uh, cover tunes. Uh. 2013, Second Coming Re-Recorded. I'm starting to get queasy. (laughs) Also 2013, No More Hell to Pay. You know... Wait on. Okay. 2015, Live at the Whiskey. 2015, Fallen. Oh, I like this. The first track, Yahweh. And 2018, Goddamn Evil. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when you sign with a major label producer and you have a contract that says, We own you until you give us 13 albums. Because <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's, how many albums is that? Uh, I'm tempted to say too many, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when when you think to yourself, you know, it's not so bad. Okay, think back on all these other bands and then think about Weird Al Yankovic who got rid of his last album and it's finally the one with the record label that went and got him awards. Think of um, Twisted Sister, who for their last album on contract said, screw you, we're doing a Christmas album. Which, by the way, is fucking outrageous. It is a great album. You need that album in your collection. Oh, and when you said uh, 13? No. Only 12. So they got one more call. Yes. Where, where's um, where, uh, do do I have over here? I don't have one over here. Uh, you know what? I've got I've got a, I've got a, I've got a little baby marker. I am invincible. Yeah. There's a, there's a there's a movie reference for some of you people. It was cold hearted right there. You're welcome. Yeah, and that, that's another reference right there. There you go. Yeah, the, the 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 pen may be mightier than the sword, but it wasn't it wasn't mightier than the liquid nitrogen. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but that's 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 a whole other thing. And by the way, Felix had also uh, had also said that uh, as far as Columbia was concerned, yeah, it was all great. You know, you could get your you could get your first order for a penny, but then you could never unsubscribe. Yeah. yeah. But you know. I wonder how many credit ratings went through the floor because of those people. Don't know. So, how about we uh, how about we deal with this uh, with this uh, actual topic on the floor because um, this one's been this one has quite literally been months in the uh, in in the brewing in my head because. 
uh, I I kind of had to question myself about my attitude about some of these folks. And I don't remember, it's been, like I said, it's been months. But there was somebody that we collectively, you know what, hold on. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm typing this over in the, uh, the host chat really quickly so that they know who I'm talking about. I had had a uh, I had had a conversation with somebody because I had basically said, and again, this is now months and months and months away, so I'm I'm highly paraphrasing. There's got to be a certain point where you can't do anything for these people who don't want to be helped. What the hell can we really do? There's a certain point where we just have to just, you know what. What it, what was the line from uh, from uh, the movie uh, Airplane? Chaka don't want no help. Chaka no get no help. That's a movie that folks could probably do with watching again, just because. Oh my god! But be that as it may, and I've had this running through my head for literal months, trying to figure out. We want to help people whether it's from you know, this 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 pandemic or if it's from being in you know abusive relationships and that doesn't necessarily need to be domestic abuse it could be religious abuse because let's face it you know um infants having their genitalia mutilated and getting syphilis from adults um, sucking out the blood of the wounds yeah Uh, no it's just but the problem is as I said at what point do we have to say I can't you are See, the problem is, I, I've, like I said, I've been ruminating on this for literal months, and I still don't have an answer for myself. At what point do we just have to say, I can't help you, and I'm not going to grab you by the throat and pull you across the line into safety if you don't want me to help you? What is the, what is the phrase I've always said? Oh, dude, there's so many. Okay. Narrow yeah. it down a little bit. Yeah. Which is really too bad. I, I think that's a good, that's a bad sound that I talk too much. No. <sighs> no, it, it means that you're not a cartoon character with a single catchphrase of, I want a chili dog. How many times do you scream at a brick wall before you realize you're screaming at a brick wall? Yep. And I know we've talked about before that, you know, well, maybe if you scream long enough, you'll, you'll eventually get that crack. Nope. Uh, trust me. As someone who's had to deal with a few brick walls in his life. Um, yeah, those. Okay. It, it's like going after, it, it's like going after the great wall of China with a pea shooter and not with a trebuchet, like, you know, the, the Mongols did. 
um, you, you ain't going to, you're not going to break through. And even though it feels, you, you feel like you want to, because, you know, walking away from something like that, it's tough because you just like, maybe if I just said one more thing, presented one more piece of evidence, maybe I could have gotten through to them, but no, you could, you can dump everything up to photographic evidence on some of these people and the double down adherence to their own cognitive dissonance. They stopped listening to you months ago. Even if you've only been talking with them for 20 minutes, they stopped listening to you the second you opened your mouth because you're not one of them. You are, Oh God, if Joseph was here, you are the outsider. You are not part of the herd. Therefore, you're, you don't matter. You are the enemy. Yeah. And this is, I, I mean, you look at, um, you look at Bionic Dance, for instance. You know, great, great YouTuber, great debunker of every, theist, yeah, every theistic trope that's out there. And every time these mutton heads come with something else, she knocks it down. And they've repackaged it. They've dressed it up. They've, you know, if you, if you thought that truth bomb was, was good, wait for my super ultra mega giga mega zordial truth bomb. I, I can't remember what the what the last Power Rangers Zord was called, but I, I remember it had like a, a ton of prefixes in front of it. And she just kind of take one takes one look at it, pushes the, the open button and went, Oh, it's um oh it's trope number fifty-two. Yeah, bye bye. Thwack. But they keep coming because it, it's not that I, I don't think it's that they don't know better. I think is that they just refuse to know better, even though they know they've got to know at some point that what, what they're saying is complete bull. But if they, if they give up, if they admit that their beliefs that they've spent all their lives nurturing and dealing with, or all for not like just imagine something you held as truth from five years old is suddenly proven beyond the shadow of science beyond a shadow of a doubt by science or by something else. And at this point, you're 35. So you you've you've basically been deluded for 30 years, only to find out that it was all BS. You've been tricked. You've been cajoled. How many friends have you lost? How many opportunities did you pass up because you wanted to hold on to that truth? What kind of depression would overtake you like a tidal wave at that point? 
And unfortunately, I think that's what, I think it's what a lot of us in what's left of this community, that's something we, I, I don't think we ever looked that far ahead. That, you know, yeah, you're taking the puppy away, but you got to realize it, that separation, if forced, is going to hurt. If they come to it themselves, that's different. Yep. Okay. Uh, over in the live chat, by the way, uh, Chip did see you over there, did, did greet you, was asking uh, what's going on. Depression talk? No. And uh, the the title for tonight's show doesn't exactly, uh, doesn't adequately explain it. Uh, we, we're trying to really kind of hash through the idea that there are people who simply do not want to be helped when it comes to various different things. And like I, like I said earlier, you know, the, the whole thing going on with the pandemic, people just do not want to accept the scientific reality of it all. And, you know, how far can we, how far should we be sticking out our arm when they just don't want to come over to where it's healthier? So trying or to, trying to figure that way out you know when do you stop talking and let darwin sort it out uh, yeah in this, in this context yeah there there's a little bit of catharsis in that um it, it just again because of and again it comes around to what we were talking about or what the thing is about the, the blood of jesus you know that this comes around to that interview where the ladies in the car go into church now, what person's got the mic in their face saying, you know, like, aren't you worried? Like, no, I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. I, th this, this virus can't hurt me because I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. And then, you know, it's like, yeah, at, at that point, it's like, you know, nothing I say is going to convince you. So, yeah, you know, um, have fun with your ventilator is, is, I guess, is all you can really say at that point. Yeah, we think breathing through a mask is hard. Try a ventilator. Or, you know, come down to Anthrocon and, and hang out with the folks in the parade. That'd be a lot of fun. But that's a that's a whole other thing. Um and Chip is uh, Chip has got a good point. Um uh, some of it is better than other points, but in saying that um uh, it's just about immune system, bro. Keep it good and you'll be fine. I never get sick with flu or anything. Don't need magic bullets, just need to be proactive in health. And I was sort of fence-sitting with you on up until you got up to the whole part about being proactive in health and your last piece, prevention is the best cure. Having a good immune system is ideal, of course, we know that. The folks who are immunocompromised... Uh, Hello! Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Yeah. Uh, but, but but you know what? On that on that subject, yeah. Because I, 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 this one hits a little close to home because oh, I am immunocompromised. Yeah, losing the spleen will do that to you. Yeah. Um. But that being said, I do try to, you know, I, I take what I need to take to prevent other symptoms from making my life very bad. Um. There are vaccines that I do have to take to keep certain things away. Um, you know, the flu shot is still voluntary, but I do carry a card in my wallet for the five that I had to get 
um, shortly after I was discharged from hospital. And in two more years, yeah, two more years, I have to go back for a boost on, on those. Um, yeah. And like Chip is saying, take care of your gut, which I'm trying to do. Like a healthy lifestyle is definitely a good defense because if your body is tuned properly, if you're, if you're running, if you're running on proper cylinders, you know, you're, you're not completely binging on pizza or lasagna or, um, I'm personally targeted now. You realize this. I know I'm trying to find something else. That's not, that's well, not. I'm getting really squirmy here because I'll tell you why. Um, I'm getting really squirmy here because a lot of my patients are starting to get hit with COVID. They have been getting hit with COVID and a lot of them have been in the hospital. Some of them have been in the hospital since March and they're still in the hospital. Well, and. I mean, yeah, they're going through chemo. You have people who are going through chemo and um, it doesn't matter what precautions they take. They're going to be vulnerable. Well, yeah, I mean, chemo is one of those things where you're you're killing your body to save your body, basically. You are. And if 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 that's an accurate way of putting it. and, And I'm tired of people not wanting to take precautions you know, to protect people like that because they're selfish assholes. You know what? Hold it right there for a second. Uh, I want to make sure that we, we we're kind of on board with a couple of things. Okay. Um, As far as to folks who are immunocompromised, there are a number of possible reasons for that to be. Genetics Mm -hmm. is one of them. It's much, much more rare, but it still happens. The oh. the very publicized uh, the boy in the plastic bubble was mm-hmm. it it was less uh um what's the word that I'm looking for uh it it was more real than not I guess is probably the best way that I can put that the events yeah. themselves were you know enhanced shall we say but the the actual immunocompromised uh, compromised situation for poor kid was true. There were people who ended up acquiring HIV, AIDS, mm-hmm. who had nothing to do with any kind of lifestyle that was dangerous. There were people that ended up getting blood infusions, not transfusions, infusions, there's a difference. Learn that one. Um, because they went in for surgery and had no idea because nobody knew. But then, well, yeah. So then and we got people those. who were born prematurely, you know, um, all sorts of reasons. Yep. And the most terrifying one to date the people who got hit with something that otherwise shouldn't have been measles. Mm hmm. Because there was a big big flare-up because people ended up at Disney World? Disneyland? I forget which one. California. It was a Disney Disneyland. Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I, I, see, the only, the only way that I remember it is the big, the big sign, Hollywood, 
used to say Hollywood land, but land actually fell over and they never, they, they just left it that way. So I have wow. to keep reminding myself it's, it's Hollywood land. So it is actually Walt Disney land. You know what I can't, I find this unbelievable. That was just last year. What? Oh, the, uh, the outbreak. Mm-hmm. August 24th, 2019. Yeah. And the people who ended up getting measles, any immunizations, any, any antibodies, any, any way of, of dealing with common stuff that can be vaccinated for these days has gone and will probably be gone for like a decade and a half. And these are people who could, who could end up being dead from an infection. Now, with that in mind, there are people, there are reports, and there are photographs that I've seen where people have literally taken a hole punch and punched holes in the otherwise looking like surgical masks with the with the slatted fronts so that they've got air holes but you can't see them because they're underneath where the slats are so that they can breathe like that does anything for anybody you people who do that you're assholes you're potential no. murderers yeah um, i have a good one for you please okay uh, <laughs> where my daughter used to go to school years and years and years ago before we moved to where we are now um, decided to go ahead and open the schools and they made it half a day but whoever the superintendent is decided that all of the kids were going back to school no excuses everyone was required to be there and so, of course, somebody sent their kid to school who was having symptoms of COVID, but because all the students had to go to school, no excuses, kid had to go to school. And so now they've got a whole bunch of people in quarantine again because this kid went to school and was having symptoms and was around a whole bunch of other kids. And this just happened Friday. <laughs> Not even, uh, and, not even, not uh, even, ha- not even a full day in. I know, and I'm thinking, what, what the hell were you thinking? I mean, for one, requiring all the kids to go, no excuses, and for two, the parent who sent that child to school, knowing. Well, if I remember right, they hadn't yet gotten their test back. Well, they were waiting on it, but yeah, it was still symptomatic, and I'm like, uh, no. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Chip is also reminding us that you know hypoxia ain't good. I agree, that's true. But you're not going to get it from wearing a paper mask. You're not going to have it from a surgical wearing... mask is not going to give you hypoxia. I no. promise. No. And if yeah. if that really were uh, a problem, trust us when we say any surgical theater would have people falling over dead inside of three hours if yeah. that were the case. And I've I've suffered hypoxia three times. Any fun. Yeah, I've no. had it too. And I've also 
worn a mask in public for the half hour that I went into the store to buy groceries or, uh, you know, to, to, to the Harvey's to buy a hamburger, which I haven't done in a while, just so you know. You I, I never me. did go. You I, I never did go. You know, or to the uh, or to the ice cream shop earlier today to, to, to get a cone because it was hot and it was five bucks and it was the only really treat I gave myself this week. Um, I know what hypoxia is. I mean, I've, I've had three pulmonary embolisms one in hospital, two outside of which, at which both times the doctor said, you are lucky to be alive, sir. Uh, which was an interesting way of putting it. Um, a mask won't, won't do that. No. And anybody who has said it has, I mean, there was that one um, state representative, like we talked about this last week, where he, you know, he was like putting this oxygen monitor underneath the mask to, to try to detect something. And a YouTube scientist debunked the hell out of it and actually wound up getting that video pulled because, well, he's dissing a state representative who was supposed to be a voice of authority. Right. I talked about it when uh, Dr. Conway was on. Yep. Um, you know what? Hold on a second, because I want to answer this. And, uh, Chip, so that you uh, so that you understand, um, I am <laughs> I am I am basically a, a nobody when when it comes to a lot of stuff. I know a lot of different things, but I know a lot of surface level stuff. In this particular case, for for us, Bridget is someone who actually knows and is trained in medicine. So when I go ahead and 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 ask her to to evaluate my answer, I want you to understand that. I'm putting it to someone who has who has earned a degree in medicine. It, yeah. Well, degree, uh, certification, I, I forget what other... What, whatever other thing they've hung on your, your wall for. So, yeah. here's the question that was asked. How are you still alive, bro? What hasn't happened to you? Okay. Um... Just as Bridget is a person who was educated in the uh, in the medical arts, I am definitely a um, frequenter. Frequent flyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a good way of putting it. I'm one of the guys that probably keeps people like her in business. Um, yeah. Starting back in 2015, I went into the hospital with a with a pulmonary embolism, which is blood clots gathering around my heart and basically constricting my lungs to the point where I couldn't breathe properly. Uh, doing a flight of stairs felt like I had done a sprint at a dead run to the point where I, I couldn't get enough oxygen into my lungs. I got taken to the hospital in an ambulance and I remember seeing the blood, you know, the thing they put on your finger to check your oxygen level. And it had, yep. Yeah, it had dipped to 80 some percent. Yep. And the guy looked at that. He looked at me and kind of went, Jesus. Uh, yeah, Chip, they did find out. Um, I had a blood clot in my leg, a DVT, which is a deep vein thrombosis. That had caused another complication earlier that year, which um, they gave me a bunch of heparin because I was basically idle in the, 
in the hospital. Heparin's a blood thinner. It broke the clot up, but not enough that it didn't start to cause problems. So I was back in the hospital for two weeks, uh, again, on, on a heparin drip. I mean, they, I was mainlining that shit, man. When I got out after my blood was what they called therapeutic, which means it was the right viscosity or whatever, there were no clots, I was prescribed uh, injectables. I took them for a year and some. While I was in the hospital, uh, I underwent uh, an MRI, a couple of CT scans, and the MRI picked up a thing, a growth. They, they said it was a cyst on my pancreas. Uh, now, okay, I'll, I'll answer that one in a second, uh, Chip. Um, anyways, the... They found a cyst on my pancreas, and they scheduled me for a surgery to take care of it. It wasn't considered life-threatening, so they let it go for a while. I talked to the surgeon a couple of times. He said, yeah, it's we got to take it out. I was scheduled for the surgery in March of 2017. I had the surgery. Everything was fine. But an infection developed in the incision area. And... I was on antibiotics for, I was in the hospital for two months while they were trying to fight this thing. Uh, I underwent, it wasn't a fun time. No. Uh, come to find out that they had taken out part of my pancreas. They had also taken my spleen because of the problems that this thing was causing. Um, while in the hospital, I suffered another, I suffered another hypoxic episode. Um, that took a week of, that took a week in my life I don't like to think about. I finally got out in, I think it was, it was, it was either May or early June that I got out. And I wound up going back um, again after two months because I had a relapse of, a, of another embolism. And that's when they finally got me off the injectables and onto a tablet that I take twice a day now. Um, but to answer your question, Chip, about the K2, that is if you bleed out. If you, if you start suffering from internal hemorrhaging, they shoot you with the vitamin K to help thicken your blood. So the, the, the heparin was actually, and I'm Nordic by, by descent. I, <laughs> my ancestry DNA test came back, and, I'm a, <laughs> and I am about as Scandinavian as I'm Scandinavian AF, okay? Yeah. Uh, my, my DNA traces to Norway, Sweden, um, and I think a little bit in England. So Nordic blood is thicker because it's an insulator. You know, yay evolution. Screw you. <laughs> um, yeah, K2 prevents abnormal blood clotting, but it also um, helps to... It also helps to staunch um runaway hemorrhaging so like if something burst in here and you know i looked at my arm one day and suddenly it turned purple because of a ginormous blood blister yeah that could be a problem spotting. yeah mm -hmm. uh, they actually put me on k2 after the surgery uh to make sure that i wasn't gonna because you know i was still healing you know you've got 50 some odd staples in your in your gut uh they don't want to risk anything leaking and yes they were staples they were not stitches wasn't fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
but now it's it's been three years now over three years since that whole episode and I think I came out of it pretty good I'm on a uh, I'm on two eloquist blood thinners per day one in the morning one at night um, I've not had any relapses every blood test I go back with they say you're doing fine uh, I'm trying my best to do better you know health wise again I'm not eating the big bags of chips and you know mowing down I'm not buying Halloween candy for myself let's just put it <laughs> that way um, uh, Chip to say it was a bad experience is like saying a hurricane is a little wind it was it was scary as all hell for those of us that are his friends and family of choice, let me tell you. The other thing, the other thing too, and I, I'll end it with this. The recovery ward I was in here in Calgary was also the recovery from oncology, which is cancer. And in the two months I was there, I had maybe 19 other people rotate in and out of that room because it was a semi-private. All of them left that room but I think some of them didn't go home and there there was one that she had to have been 19 stage 4 colon cancer they opened her up the doctor took one look and went nope there's nothing they could do I'm behind a curtain as she's wheeled into my recovery room. The doctor gives them the news. The parents are there. And they're not taking it well, obviously. And they talked to the girl. And she said, so I'm just waiting to die. The psychologist had to come the next day because I lost my shit. I never saw her face. I never knew their name. I heard the priest come in and lead them in prayer. And like I said, I had to talk to the psychologist the next day because all I could think of was I got to get out of here. Otherwise I'm not gonna, I'm not going to make it. I feel you know, very glad that you made it. Shujin called me while I was in the hospital. We actually did the Android equivalent of FaceTime because iPhones can <laughs> suck my balls. Um, <laughs> that meant a lot. My sister, bless her heart came by almost daily to keep me from going nuts. See, that's, that's the Northern version of bless her heart. Not the, not the Southern version. That's right. Um, make sure we're on board here. And, and, and chip, uh, to allay that one, I'm from Canada. We don't quite have the demand for, for organs that I think, uh, that y'all have down South there. So, yeah. Um, 
And, and also, to, to be fair, I, I'm pretty sure in my current state, uh, they're going to take a look at my body and go, there is nothing here we can use. We, we can't, we're not even going to clone this guy. <laughs> yeah, it could be that. Um, let me answer the question that was, uh, that was posed earlier. Cause I think it's, I think it's kind of, uh, important. How are you still alive? What hasn't happened to you? And like I said, Bridget, I would like your professional, yeah, I'll, I'll, your educated opinion. The answer to that question is, I still have the bioelectrical signals working in the order that they're supposed to be inside my yeah. brain. Yeah. Ultimately, that's really it. And I say that glibly, knowing full well that what goes on in there is incredibly complex. It is incredibly complicated, and any one of a host of different chemicals suddenly coursing through this body could completely screw up, well, who I am. Mm-hmm. So, the idea that I and the rest of us are alive is far and away more incredible than when we're dead. That's, that's, that's normal. All the weird, funky electrical, bioelectrical bullshit that's going on inside of this cranium of mine. That's the weird shit that normally doesn't happen. And this collection that's going on right here, right now, that is known by the moniker of Shujin Dribble, because that's what I want to be known as. Yeah, in in a couple of, you know, in, in a couple of decades, we'll no longer be. And I can't say that I'm okay with that, but I have to know that's simply the way that it's going to be. And there will be no me at that point, and Lord knows, like I said, you get weird-ass chemicals coursing through me, there may not be a me sometime after that if things really get screwed up. Yeah, and I know that I have said this before, and I'm going to say this again. Um, This COVID thing is not the flu. It's not even primarily a respiratory disease. It really fucks with your Von Miller brand factor. So it causes all sorts of blood clotting issues and, and stuff. So everybody needs to wear masks. Correctly, might we add. Cor- yeah, wear correctly. Don't poke holes in them. And don't, yeah, don't slice them get- down the middle. And you're not going to get, you know, carbon dioxide poisoning or hypoxia or anything from a surgical mask. Um, Now, if you're running around in a gas mask, yeah, that can really screw with your breathing and stuff. And I speak from experience. Okay, now now you're starting to talk about the fetish scene in Germany. I really don't want to be talking (laughs) with this. But gas masks are very hard to breathe through. And nobody is saying that you need to go out in a gas mask. It's not going to help with COVID anyway. Um. And in, in changing out the charcoal filters is really a pain in the ass. And they're really, you know, hard to handle, especially in hot weather. You know, you can faint. 
you sweat like crazy in those things, you know, but surgical mask, eh. And for well, the even notice it. Yeah, and for the record, uh, for anybody that didn't know about it, and I, I'm guessing most people wouldn't, they had um they had gas masks for the horses in World War One. I. I remember that. Yeah. But those are very hard to breathe through. Um, Admittedly, and and with good reason. Well, yeah, yeah. But um, you know the uh, what what some of these people have been doing, like a, you know, like I said earlier, you know, uh, folks taking a a a hole punch and literally putting holes in the masks where people can't see it because they freak out and they they think that they're you know they're suffocating when. These people who live up in the northern states and and northern regions, where you know, in the winter, what the hell do you do? You you wrap a you wrap a muffler you around your face and go yeah, out in the snow. To. Now, because otherwise your skin will freeze. Yeah, ski mask. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Now, now. Hold, hold on one second though. Those of you that that know of of going out skiing and getting the I, I forget what they're made of neoprene. I think ski masks that literally mm-hmm. cover from your nose under your chin, wrap around the back, and hold together with Velcro, and you go down ski slopes with that, and... I mean... People don't seem to have a problem with those, but then again, I guess it's not in the middle of having to stay home and watch reruns of Gilligan's Island. Well, okay, to be fair... And the only reason I the only reason I'm going after this is because again I'm talking a little bit experience. Oh, of course. And hi, Steph. Yeah. So today, this past week has been hot as balls up here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hot and humid, like to the point where you open up the fridge, and by the time I close it, the shelves are like fogged mm-hmm. because of the humidity in the air. Yeah, I hate that too. Now. Again, I, I live up north, so I mean, what I consider hot and humid up here, you guys are looking at and going, I'm still wearing a jacket, you wimp. No. But when I go to like, you know, Pittsburgh or Florida or Georgia. But not now. Texas. Well, not now, but when I used to. Okay, Augusta, Georgia is probably the worst. Yes. <sighs> yeah. It's nasty. Yeah, even yeah. Joey said that that was just. Yeah, and that was in July, and oh, God. you guys know me. I'm a big guy, and heat and me don't get along very well yet. No. So today I went out, and I had to do the, the big shop. So I had to go to the store, and they're actually, I think they've passed a legislation now where you go into a store, it's a mask, or it's a couple of hundred dollars mm-hmm. these days. And good. So, Well, yeah, so I masked up. Now, the mask I have, you guys have seen it, it has two intake valves, so breathing in is actually pretty simple. It's, it's easy. It's, it's comfortable. Breathing out, because again, the mask is not to protect you, it's to protect others yep. in case you're asymptomatic. Exactly. So breathing in is fine, but breathing out is where it passes through the filter. But again, breathing in, I get a fresh source of air because I, you know, I've got the mask with the valves on it. But even after doing all of that today, and the store was not very nice either, 
I got in my car afterwards. I pulled the mask off. And yeah, my face was very moist, let's just say. So to say that it can get a little uncomfortable in higher temperatures, I can agree with that. I, I visited a, I, I had to go for a, a specialist appointment recently for, for something and showed up with my mask. And they actually told me to switch that one out for an actual N95. What a pain. And that one was a pain in the ass, not because it was hard to breathe, but because the damn thing kept fogging up my glasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've actually seen on Facebook where they have, you know, just put a little surgical tape over top of the top of the mask and you don't have to worry about um. You won't have to worry about your face, uh, your glasses fogging up. And I thought, yeah, okay. Um, is there any tape there to be had? Oh, yeah, there's the there's a roll of scotch tape. No, I'll deal with it. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, I can see where some people would consider it an inconvenience. But I also kind of go back to the whole freedom fetish mm. you know I got nothing against liberty folks make no mistake you know liberty is a good thing the, the fact that you've got that stuff written in your documents is surprisingly unique in the world things like free speech freedom of this freedom of that you go to any of these other places to them it's really assumed but if you want to get the brass tacks in some countries, nope. You you can. There are places where you know you speak out of turn, you can get shot. Legally, you could get shot. Some places you will get shot because, well, that's authoritarianism for you. Um, and the fact that a lot of it's been made political, and you've got the conspiracy theorists, the anti-vaxxers or the equivalent, the anti-maskers. Yeah. It's the um, same group. It really is. It, it could very well be. I mean, and I, I posted a link in the notes earlier, you know, something we should put in the show notes about the, uh, it was from the Alliance for Science, and it's the top 10 current conspiracy theories over COVID-19. And then you think about that, that one in Florida there who just kept going about, you know, God's functioning and the 5G. It's like, yeah. If if this is how people think, if this is what is going through people's heads, the fact that the entire eastern seaboard of the United States looks like red as Russia, sorry, red as the Soviet Union um, on that John Hopkins map, does not surprise me. It's it's a disappointing not surprised either. See, this is, this is exactly the reason why I keep harping on the whole quality primary secondary education. You know, you, you get people who cannot be, who can, who cannot be seduced by the dark side, shall we say of, you know, conspiracy theories and insist on, actual evidence you know you you have less of this to have to worry about but 
that's just me. What the hell do I know? You know? There is no good education. Uh, I completely, wholeheartedly disagree with you. I can sum it up in two words. Apollo 11. But again, you know, that's just me. Education doesn't uh, doesn't teach us anything. Uh, education uh, teaches us that uh, shooting a cannonball at a certain velocity will make it go farther uh, along the ground. But if you give it enough velocity, it'll never hit the ground. But, you know, that's... I'm trying to remember, was that Newton or Galileo? I think it was Newton. Crap. What, gravity? Well, no, the whole, uh, the whole, uh, shooting, shooting a cannonball farther and farther with more velocity, uh, eventually you give it so much that it just won't hit the ground anymore. I think that would be Newton. I think that was Newton. Yes. Yes, it would have had to have been, because it was Newton's theories on gravitational attraction, uh, that got us started and, and got the, the beginnings of it all until we, uh, until we, uh, changed everything around. Yeah, then. So, there we go. Oh, Chip, if only. Chip is, uh, Chip is asking if, uh, if, uh, you know what? With the, with the way that stuff, uh, with the delay that happens, I can't be entirely certain. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna leave it there for the, for the time being. Only because. The, the problem that we've got is, unfortunately, What's what what's said? You know, people for whatever reason they don't want to accept what is scientifically accurate. And it really hurts in in a in a in a massive way. Because right now, especially with everything that's going on with the pandemic, we are learning in real time, what would otherwise be done in a research lab, possibly potentially underground, because nobody wants to get this out into the air, with a whole bunch of fluorescent lights overhead and a bunch of microscopes and petri dishes and trying to learn everything that you can without having to get the public involved accidentally. And here we are. We are literally the Petri dish. And the scientists are trying to learn everything that they can, literally, in the moment. And there are things that are coming along, and there are things that are wrong, and there are things that maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong. We can't really say for certain just yet, and it's... It's making all these conspiracy theories about it all just take off because nobody wants to wait for the actual research to be done. They want the cure now. Well, what was that I saw today? Uh, oh, no, it wasn't today. It was a couple of days ago. There was 
something about for for traveling to make it safer. I'll, I'll find it. But it was a quote-unquote health passport. That's a new one by me. Yeah. It, it, uh, let me... Just give me a second here. I want to see if I can find this thing. Sure, sure. Let's see. I do remember that uh, once upon a time, uh, during the early 20th century, a lot of immigration papers, what few there were, some of the stuff that was brought along was immunization records. But again, what little there was at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll get a link to this, but it is from a, a place called a World Economic Forum. Um, and I think, yeah, according to NewsGuard, it looks okay. Um, again, it's not one that I've, I've used before. But the article goes, could this COVID-19 health passport be the future of travel and events? Um, and it's called COVID Pass. Uh, it's the brainchild of uh, some of the young global leaders. Uh, uses blockchain technology to ins- to store encrypted data from individual blood tests, allowing users to prove that they have tested negative for COVID nineteen. Uh, unlike contact tracing apps, COVID Pass will not track users' movements. Uh, non mandatory contact tracing apps have met with only limited success so far due to privacy concerns. Um. Let's see. So basically, if you've been certain, if you've been tested and you tested negative, then I guess this COVID pass app that you have on your phone, you could set up an account and everything and say that, yes, I've done negative according to, you know, here's my documentation, blah, blah, blah. And then you would say, go to the airport and then there would be COVID pass and you would sk- you would set up a, a QR code on your phone that the thing would scan to say, okay, this guy has tested negative. Great. That's fine. He can go. He or she can go. Is anyone else see a problem with this? Multiple. Yeah. Uh, For one, there's a pretty high, especially if it's like a rapid test, a pretty high false negative and false positive on those. So they're not very reliable. Um, Plus, if you just got infected, there may not be a high enough titer there to be picked up by a test. And who's to say that on the way back, like, let's say you go to, yeah, let's say, you know, for for business, I go down there. No, that wouldn't work because I'd actually be dead. You know, the the immuno thing. Um, But let's say somebody I I work with goes down to Florida for work because I remember we used to have customers there in my old job. And COVID passes. Yep, he's he's fine. He he can go, and then he gets it down there. Mm-hmm. But no, it's okay. Great, you know he he's fine according to COVID pass, so he can come home and and everything, and ends up infecting his family. Yep. And depending, like, that then spreads out to a school, and then goes to an inter. Yeah, an interschool I- event, and then off to those families and yeah. to their businesses, et cetera, et cetera, which is yeah. exactly the petri dish that we're in right now. I'm sorry, I'm kind of repeating myself. Yeah, w- which is why, you know, I, 
yes, this sucks, okay? <laughs> if, <laughs> Understatement of the I, week. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, if I was still working at my job where travel was part of it. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of project work would be would be completely boned right now because we couldn't go to fulfill certain obligations that were written in a contract that cost hundreds of thousands, if not a, a million dollars for that project. Because written into that project is so many hours of on-site personnel to work with the, with the companies. So... Yes, and until we've got a way to seriously stem this thing, you know, a lot of stuff is on hold. And a vaccine to me is going to be, if not the, like, I know it's not going to be like the be-all, end-all, but I think that will actually be the first serious strike back we have at this thing. Mm-hmm. And before anybody gets into the whole microchip thing, <laughs> just no, 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 just go look for the syringe that they use to microchip your pet or to That's insert, you know, the because um, some people do get, you know, the RFID injection or whatever into their hand or whatever, so that, you know, they can just place their hand on a beep sensor to, to pay for stuff. But that's a big syringe. Well, it this is. is what I'm saying. So if you go, when, if and when the vaccine is finally ready, if you go to get it done, take a look at the syringe. If it looks like something you'd get a flu shot out of, I think you're okay. If it's something a little bit bigger and a little more menacing looking, okay, fine, GTFO. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, those things would be about the size of the, um, the uh, screwdriver that I've got here that I would normally use for stuff in my computer case. It's, it's a, it's small. If you think of, you know, uh, the, the size of screwdrivers. Uh, but if you consider that this is supposed to go inside of somebody's skin at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking no. Plus as, uh, as, uh, as you know, some other people have, have noted you know, if if anybody really wants to be going ahead and tracking folks, you know, I mean, we voluntarily keep these RFID items, you know, on our person almost all the time currently. Cell you phones. Know, cell phones, and um, and hold, hold on, and yeah. it's not just the smartphones either. It is traditional cell phones also because they can easily be triangulated. Any. Mm-hmm. RF device can be triangulated. My- <laughs> My ham radio handy talkie can be triangulated relatively easily. And yes, I could conceivably talk to the International Space Station with this, but that's that's a whole other thing. For it's it's all a matter of who wants to try to find what data and how much resource do they have to be able to do it? One of the bigger problems of the whole thing for me, though, is how much of a minefield would the red tape be for medical records? Because over here in the U.S., you know, for well, you protect that stuff more than Fort Knox. And if it gets out into the open, 
depending as to how and why, that's uh, that's people a got prison for that. Yeah, and if you're across the border into Canada, if you're a U.S. citizen, that could be really uncomfortable. Of course, the other way around, it's also pretty damned uncomfortable. So. To say that it's a it's a it's a minefield of trying to figure the legality of it all and how to make it work. That's um, yeah, that's 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 something else. And as Bridget pointed out, I mean, personally, if if it was a matter that somebody was going across the border for travel, if you can't have a ten minute test that is ninety five percent accurate, um. I don't think people currently should be going across the border at all. No, but but the trouble is, like, like I said before, a ten minute test that's fine. But what about coming back? So at the border, should you have another ten minute test? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and that okay, you know that that's fine. Um, <clears throat> boy, and I thought I thought airports were a snarl up before. Well, hold 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 that thought a second because. What was part of the reason for using Governor's Island and Ellis Island back in the early 20th century when all these people were coming to immigrate to New York? If you got quarantined, you stayed on one of those islands until you were through whatever whatever sick you had. So okay. the idea of having a medical test at a border crossing is not new and... Unfortunately, as we know for well, you know, back in the early 20th, there were some nasties that came through and they're, they're, yeah, they didn't nearly but, have the tick that we've got now. Yeah. But, but again, as somebody who traveled by air quite a bit in the past eight years, um, I know how people can be. And I've seen my share of, Forgive the term, but I've seen my share of Karens. <laughs> it's okay. Use it all you all you need, and man. I, I've seen my share of Karens at the airport. A lot of these self-entitled people who are running late for their flight, um, who don't want to be delayed, and will raise a stink if anything inconveniences them. And I can just imagine that when uh, the TSA was formed back in, back then. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the extra pieces that they put together for being able to get through the security. I, a lot of people really groused about it. You know, the thing is, by the time I became active in international travel, which was, well, 2010, the year mm. I, I met uh, you face to face. Um, a lot of that was already in place. They'd had, you know, nine years to get their poop in a group, so to speak. So yeah. for me, going through all of this was, okay, I, I, I didn't know anything else at the time. So it really didn't matter to me. Um, yeah, versus, um, versus for uh, Bridget and me, Bridget and I, me, whatever, that I can still remember it wasn't even a uh it wasn't even at all unusual for people to walk up to the counter at an airport and buy a ticket even a one-way ticket with cash 
and and just yeah, just no uh, no metal detectors, no no security. It was mm-hmm. just well, no, there there was some security, you know, just to make sure everybody was going where they're supposed to go. But you go down to the, past the uh, uh, past the counter into the into the terminal, and you just you know wherever, and you got people that want to watch watch you uh, go off and go down to the gate with you. Sure, yeah, no, who cares? Everybody, everything's fine. Yeah. But so, and Chip's got a point. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know if it's the right context, but uh, good luck pulling that off today. Like with even more changes that would delay you even more. Um, yeah. And I, well, and I think it's because you know I, I think with the TSA, some people are already at their limit. And I've I've drawn the unlucky number. Mm-hmm. Okay. There is a no. There is a code you will get on your boarding pass. And if you get that number, you get the special treatment. Yeah. Well, the okay. problem is you just time, every time I fly, they pull me out of the line. They swap me for explosives. They give me an enhanced pat down every single time. Well, uh, I think that has more to do with the fact that you're military or yeah. ex-military. Um, so I think there's a protocol there, or it could be the fact that, oh, gee, look, another soldier's coming through, and here I am, either a retired soldier turned TSA person, or, well, they never approved my application to the military. It's, so it, it, it could be, it could be spite, you know? It could be, uh, it's supposed to be randomized, and I say that, I know, I know, I know for well, but... I mean, in your case, Dallin, you're just a scary looking MF, so whatever. Uh, Bridget is is Bridget. A, a test your... would be no big deal, though. I mean, they tell you to get there two hours before your flight. Yeah, I know. And they could and they could give you a choice: you either take the rapid test or you quarantine for 14 days. It's your choice. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, no, no. There's and a... that would that would handle Karen because she probably wouldn't want to be quarantined for 14 days. Like, oh no! It it wouldn't handle Karen because her boots would start to show. Well, she would um, she would re because, um, you know, again, you're you're inconveniencing the Karen, and even if, you know, she could say, "Well, I've already tested." Well, yeah, but do it again. When, when's the last time you were tested? Oh, I can't remember. Well, then, yeah, you're getting it done. Yeah. Um. Well, so. And the thing is now, though, they're working on rapid testing that deals with saliva, so it would be like no big deal. That would be oh, very nice. Saliva no, on no a Q-tip piece of paper and it reacts like a pregnancy test. So no, no Q-tip up the nose anymore. Right. They're not there yet, but they're really close to it. I think I like this idea. I know I like this idea. Because a Q-tip up the nose is damned inconvenient. To, it hurts. It does. I've, uh, I've had... You know, not specifically for COVID, you know, but last time that I was admitted for pneumonia, yeah, they did it all the way up my nose, down into my throat, both sides. It hurt. Yeah, we're um, we're actually at the point now up in Canada that um, I, I was at the pharmacy uh, a few days ago, and you can get a, even if you are not symptomatic of, of anything, we're at the point we're at the point now that regular people can get tested uh just the same way you can get a flu shot 
Nice. We're you not know? there yet. No. Well, not yeah, I mean, and that's, but no, but, but that's because, you know, we, we did the whole, you know, we did our best to flatten the curve, which means no, we did not stop the spread per se, but we managed to keep the hospitals from overflowing with patients, which is what flattening the curve was. Flattening the curve was not to eliminate the virus. It was to make sure that you didn't short circuit your medical institutions by a humongous influx of people. Now we're actually, because we're starting to reopen, we are seeing spikes, small spikes. Like we've seen some double digit days. We've seen a couple of more deaths. Uh, again, though, we, we got the demographics working for us in that you've got more people in Los Angeles than we've got in the entire freaking country. So social distancing for us is the, the status not, quo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I think it's, you know, Australia, number one, Canada, top five <laughs> in, yeah. in terms of, you know, you, you can, you can stay fairly distant from people because we don't have the big crunch now to see the city I live in. Yeah. We're, we do have some dense places. Most of our cases have come from personal care homes. Sound familiar? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, and then that one's kind of unavoidable because, well, yeah. What else are you going to do? Um, but, yeah. you know, un- until we've got some way to really fight this thing on its on its own turf, like at a biological level, at a medicine medicinal level. Um, I've got no travel plans. Uh-huh, you know, either. I um, you know, a lot of conventions uh, of any sort. Many have been virtual. Yep. Uh, as a matter of fact, foray this year. Uh, our northern one year, northern Alberta, was all done virtual. Artists who who were going to be, you know, like artists Sally. They all did like live streaming and posted links to their Etsy store, where yep. you could buy stuff, or you could get in contact with them via business email if you wanted a commission from. Yep, and um, uh, you guys know full well. I I touted big time that uh, I I campaigned really hard to be the uh, the kickoff DJ for uh, Fernal Equinox this year, and when mm-hmm. they canceled, I said, <laughs> "Fuck that! I'm not giving up my time. I'm still doing it. I don't care." And shortly thereafter, the bunch of them were just like, "I I don't know that I had any kind of influence on this, but you know, the whole thing went virtual also." And mm-hmm. considering the Considering the number of people for for Fernal Equinox in Canada, I mean that mm-hmm. is that is currently the largest Furcon in Canada, currently. Yep. Uh, Anthrocon in North America is the largest. Um. No. No, you're right. You're right. It's Sorry. Number two. It's number two now. You're you're right. I forgot about that. Um. But the the idea of the idea of 6,000 potential infectees 
together for what should otherwise be just fun times. And we know full well that concrud itself is a thing when people are just mm-hmm. normally oh, hell healthy. Yeah. You know, the idea of the idea of any of that just going bad, man, just Well um it, it's the it's the only responsible it is the only ethical thing that any of these groups could have done to just say, well, you know what? Nope, full full stop. Well, here's one for you. Today was, uh, I mentioned this before the show, Tenocon. For those of you that don't know, Tenocon is based in London, Ontario. Sorry, uh, Chip, I, I, I have to cover this one a second. Chip had gone ahead and, and, and said, wait, are you a furry? <laughs> okay, first, 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 <laughs> I... I let, let's deal with just me for a second because it's, it's easier this way. First off, the, the first answer to that is, what are you, new? Oh, that's <laughs> right. You actually are. So, so please forgive me. I'm just having a little fun at your expense. I am a furry. I'm a brony. I am an ex-Roman Catholic. I am... I am a kid who was born in Brooklyn, raised on Long Island, and lives out in the rural ass end of New York State. I'm a widower. I'm a single father. I am a proud American. I am someone who thinks very deeply about a lot of different things, who has a passion for learning why history is the way that it has been instead of what are names and dates and places. I am someone who grew up, who saw the landing on the moon with his own eyes, but doesn't have memory of it. I am someone who learned all that he could about science and technology. I learned about lasers and how they were operated and why they work the way that they do, the technical ass end of it all. And they were born the same year that I was. I grew up only miles away from some of the greatest people that I could have ever hoped to have learned from. I am someone who has so many labels to their name, it's not even funny. And I am one of those people that can proudly say, I think that I am actually pretty damned well-educated, even though I only had a year and a half of college. And I am... 51 years old. So, if you want to go ahead and do the whole fucking furries, that's fine. I will have a good laugh with you. But I'm going to warn you right now. Don't ever think for one second that we are not some of the nicest people that you could ever hope to meet. Because when it comes down to, are we going to go ahead and support people? We had people from literally around the world send over $20,000 to one restaurateur back in Pittsburgh because he was having a hard time of meeting his bills. And we collectively as a fandom said, 
We refuse to leave you go. And that was something called Fernando Khan. You want to learn up about that one? That was one of my proudest moments. Anyways. Yeah, soapbox. Soapbox time is gone. Sorry. Yeah. Um, So today was Tenocon, which is a convention that's done by Digital Extremes, a software company based in London, Ontario, to celebrate the only game they've been doing for the past decade, Warframe. It's a big thing, but of course this year it all went virtual. Um, the everything was aired on uh, their Twitch stream today. They had the single largest streaming audience they I think they've ever had, or that any con any of their conventions has ever had. At times. Now, think about this. One Twitch channel spiked at over 150,000 viewers. Wow. You you guys familiar with Twitch at all? Yeah. Okay, so you know you got the chat, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so to, I I guess in some, some cases, to help limit how many messages they're blasting through, they put on like a slow chat mode. I could put in a message only once every half hour. <laughs> and, and that chat was still blowing up. Um, and they, they did about, it was, it was an eight hour long stream with, with different port, different sections, different shows, different interviews. Um, but yeah, a virtual convention that was 150 plus thousand people watching all at the same time. So I I think there is something to be said for, you know, if, if people want to put on an event, given these circumstances, all they have to do is really just plan it out a little bit more. And, you know, if you, if you're going to go virtual, apparently we've got the ability to do it. Damn straight. Now, I mean, for, from from Furcons and stuff, that's a little bit tougher because you know how do, how do you do the parade? How do you do the like? I, I I felt sorry for for Pittsburgh this year because I mean, AC's what like a two three plus million dollar draw to their economy. Uh, closer to five, I think currently. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know all the local businesses like how they flip their drink menus, uh, you know, to make them more furry themed in some places. There's that, there's that one bar just cat corner from the hotel. I can't remember what it's called. Um, I've, I've eaten there a couple of times. Really, really good food, I might add. Um, but they, they missed out on all of that this year, which is really too bad. Well, I'm kind of curious to see how the uh, Democratic Convention is going to go this year um now our state when we held it virtually and the national one is supposed to be virtual as well and i think we're going to be doing voting primarily in the evenings online and they're only going to have you know like a couple hour segments here and there that they're doing you know live but that was the only responsible choice that they could make 
I mean, it would be, you know, foolish to have 50,000 people, you know, gathered in, you know, uh, Milwaukee to do the convention. And I was really glad to see the Democrats come out you know, early on this and say, we think we're going to pare it down and have it virtually. And that's the that's the only ethical way to do it. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't as fun, you know, to no. to have our state one virtually because we didn't, you know, get the whining and dining and schmoozing and networking and all that. But you know, you do what you have to do. These yep. are extraordinary times. Oh man, ain't that the truth? We're just damn lucky that this isn't any worse than it is. I mean, if this had been something like smallpox, you know, that virulent, we'd be screwed. Smallpox, measles. You know, anything like that. Yeah, and uh, Stephanie had said earlier, you know, old enough to remember what an iron lung actually is. And Mm -hmm. that is, I think it's fair to say that that is a terrifying concept. Wait a minute. These people that are on ventilators currently... They would have been using uh, they would have been using iron lungs at the time, wouldn't they? Have? Mm, some maybe. Um, gosh, I don't even know how long ventilators have been around. I mean, they've been around for a long time. Um, but the Somehow thing with the, the iron that. lung is dealing more with um, you know negative pressure. So it doesn't really work the same way as a ventilator. But, um... Yeah. I mean, we're we're just lucky that this was was not something worse. And at some point, something worse is going to come. I mean, we already know. That's that's the mouse trap in the mouse. Yeah. And we're doing some shit shitstorm handling this, I don't know what we're going to do if we have something yeah. worse. Humanity humanity builds a better mousetrap. Nature creates a better mouse. Yeah. I mean, back when you have, you know, when you had the antibiotic resistant bacteria coming out, you know, the, um, and still the flesh-eating, the and flesh-eating still bacteria. I mean, the shit's evolving. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get to the point, I think, that at some point, the cure is going to be worse than the disease. Or sorry, the treatment is going to be worse than the disease. You know, I mean, we're, and we're seeing that a lot these days where, you know, are you sad? Do you wake up in the morning and go to bed at night? If so, fuck it all might be them might be able to help you. Certain side effects include, and then the rest of the commercial, all five minutes of it is nothing but the side effects, which makes you wonder, is what I have really that bad? If, okay, look, the day that one of the side effects is purple laser vomit. All right. You know what? To hell with it. I'll take it. You know, if I, if I can spit lasers out of my mouth after taking some of this stuff, I'm all over it. But you know what, you know what I've seen? You've seen these on TV, Mm -hmm. you know, certain side effects may include, and then they just list off, you know, we're going to cure this for you, or we're going to alleviate these symptoms but we might give you the 12 plagues of Egypt as a side effect. Well, if it includes the ability of taking a stick and throwing it on the ground and turning it into a snake, I'd be all over that. 
No, well, that's what that's what prompted the whole thing. Or, you know, the fact that, you know, I could stick my hand in my pocket and pull out a tiger's paw. Okay, to me, that'd be pretty badass, but, you know, that's me. Okay, tiger's paw is okay. Um, I was, I just suddenly was trying to remember which one. Yeah, monkey's paw. That would have been, that would have been bad. Hey, if it granted me three wishes, I didn't, I wouldn't care. Uh, you just got to be very, very mm-hmm. articulate with what you wish for. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 another night. Tonight on Monkey Port, uh, Monkey Paw Lawyer. That could be that could have been an SNL st- skit back in the day. Yeah, could have been. Oh wow, yeah, shit! I just realized what time it was. <laughs> yeah, it's getting late. Um, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, what whatever you guys want to finish off with, real quick. Yeah, Rich, go ahead. Hmm. I don't really have anything else. I don't think. Well, I, I guess all I can say is um, <clears throat> if if you're covered in the blood of Jesus to protect you from COVID and you end up coughing <laughs> on something else, like I'm not sure if coughing up blood is one of the symptoms of, of, of having COVID, but, um, you know, it can be. Okay. So, you know, if you, if you end up coughing, if you come in the blood of Jesus, you go to church, you end up coughing blood on somebody else. Um, I don't think they can say that they're covered in the blood of Jesus anymore. <laughs> Just. Excuse me. You know, I wish I could find that. I should look on uh, YouTube to see if I can find that video that I posted in, that I showed and shared in Facebook of the guy who was testing how good a mask was with a flamethrower. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. That yeah. was so wicked. That, yeah. That was, that was good. That was a great demonstration. Yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, he said, you know, it's your decision. It's it's your decision because again more freedom. Mm. He's going to wear a mask, and you know maybe for the time being, some of these anti-maskers we have to treat them like anti-vaxxers, and just say, okay, the, these are the new rules of the playground. Well, what's that? You don't want to play by the rules? Well, then you don't come to you don't get to come to the playground. Yep. I'd be fine with that. So, Make them social pariahs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of some of the, you know, more insidious forms of cancel culture these days. But in cases like that, where there's an actual health issue on the line, then I think the populace is well within their right to exercise precautions. Mm-hmm. Social shaming can work. Yeah. Um, Anyways. Let me... And there are a lot of really cool masks out there, too, that, oh, yeah. you know... I- Oh, I've I know. got one that's going to be here in about a week that says, let's science the crap out of this. 
there, there's a well, and there's one I'm waiting for from from Philip DeFranco because I know people have been asking about it. But it's it's a mask with one of his taglines on it, basically saying, "Don't be stupid, stupid." <laughs> if he makes one, I will buy the hell out of that. There's also one from Scott Sigler. One of Sigler's fans is doing masks with the with the GFL uh, team logos. Nice on the front. So like the INF Krakens, the Toe Pirates, the I can't remember the other ones. And a cell dweller has come up with his three bands, uh, cell dweller, circle of dust and scandroid. So it's black masks with the, with the band logo on them. I've been seriously looking at those, you know, when, but I've got one, it works. And I'm going to, I'm going to stick with that one for now. And I've also seen that there are uh, a bunch of them, that have been, uh, I think, at first fan-produced, that are replacing faces with uh, with uh, the faces of various cartoon characters. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, wh- whatever whatever's fun for you, man. You know, if people are having fun with this, and... Fine. You know, maybe... Um, maybe, uh, maybe we should all do a... Uh, some of those masks actually do the they should do the flamethrower test with them and see how effective they are. Just to make sure. You know, the N95 is one thing. Not everybody gets the N95. Yeah, I got you. But. I'm just worried now that some of these uh, some of these manufactured uh, items are going to have to have uh, flame retardant on the label too. That's 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 what I'm worried about. Da 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 Darwin. Da, 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 da. <laughs> well, I, I double mask. I wear my little surgical mask, and I have a gator that I wear on the top of it. That's unicorns and rainbows. Yeah. Oh, and um, I love it. I, I I need to shout out, even though I know he'll never listen to this. I got to shout out to Dave Foda. I oh, checked. I, I I think it was him. But I checked the official Darwin Awards site, and uh, Herman Cain is not there yet. Uh. Word has it that he was a, according to Wikipedia, he apparently is a new uh, Darwin Award winner. But yes. the official site has not vetted it yet. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. So, just saying. So let me go ahead and uh, let me close this on on this concept. And uh, b- before I do that, uh, by the way, I I want to I want to go ahead and say, um, Chip, if it turns out that the furry moniker is something that really makes you kind of wonder what in the hell is going on, I invite you to be in contact with me. I'll be more than happy to explain it in a way that makes sense, is honest, and will allay any worries that you've got. And potentially give you something to think about. So that offer is on the table for you at any time. Feel free. Contact me through the show. And we'll kind of go from there. So here's 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 my last take on this for tonight. How do we help these people that don't want to be helped? I don't know. I honestly don't know. And that's a hard thing for me to answer. It's the only one that I can honestly answer, though. 
I want to be able to help. I don't want these people to go through the hell that they could potentially go through. We went through two and a half years with my wife with cancer treatments and ultimately failed. We got our kid who is now going to become a, who is now becoming a, a college freshman. And I had to be the only one. I had to make up the difference between having a mom and a dad to a dad and a sur- as a surrogate mom. There's a lot of things that these families are going to end up going through. And they don't deserve it. I mean, there's, there's a certain level where you have to say, you know what? You, you're picking the way that you want to go, and you're doing it through ignorance, and I can't, for the life of me, feel good about that. I mean, yeah, we can, we can have the joke of, you know, it's, it's Darwin's, Darwin's system in action, and when they go, you know, there'll be less of them to have to get in the way of everybody else moving forward, and it's right. Doesn't mean that it's right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think I speak for all of us past and present hosts we don't want there to be harm to these people, to these families. We don't want families... I don't want families to go through what mine did. And if anybody actually thought otherwise, they really, truly don't know me. They don't know what I've stood for and what I've fought for for the last 15 years. How do we help these people who don't want to be helped? That is the ethical dilemma. Do we have the authority? Do we have the right to actually force these people to do something they don't want to do? Knowing full well that what they're doing is going to harm them. But they are themselves of age and maturity where they are allowed to make bad decisions. What do we do? I don't know. All I know is that there are going to continue to be hundreds of thousands of people that are going to end up dead that didn't have to. If only some people had directed them and taught them properly. I truly hope this never happens for any of you. But I know it's going to end up happening to somebody out there. Just know that if there is anything that we could do, if there's anything that we could say, if there is some drive we could do, we would do it. It's not because we're atheists. It's not because we're skeptics. It's 
not even if we were humanists. It's that we're empathetic people. And we don't want the families left behind to have to deal with this. They shouldn't have to. None of us should have to. And again, I've got another one of these nights where the professionalism has just gone out the window and here I am in a, an emotional mess. So, as always, everyone, thank you for being with us tonight. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and you found something to really seriously consider for yourself for later. Uh, as always, the live chat folks, as always, thank you. Chip, believe it or not, do sincerely hope that you found something worthwhile and maybe maybe you come back and be in contact. Stephanie, Felis, of course, thank you. It's going to be one of those nights. Bridget, thank you. Thank you very much, of course, as always. And uh, you take care of yourself for the next week. You have yourself a restful evening, I hope. Yeah, I'll try to. I'll do my best. So, uh, if anybody wants to get in touch with me, you can find me on Facebook, Bridget Fitch. Or find me at my blog at BridgetFitch2112.wordpress.com And since you know that it's already coming, fuck Mike Pence. And fuck Jim Jordan for being a tool. Hmm. He messed with my boy Fauci and I don't like it. <laughs> and, um, and you'll just have to see the video. <laughs> Yeah, I, th I think I think there's uh, I think there's at least one more that you got in there somewhere. Oh, um, uh, let me see. Fuck Mike Pence. Fuck forty five and fuck COVID and just fuck twenty twenty. This has just been dumpster fire of a year. Yeah, that's just yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Dallin, thank you very kindly. And uh, you too, man. You take you you keep taking care of yourself, man. Yeah, always. You know, doing doing what I can with what I got. Um, a little multitasking while we were on the air here tonight. Uh, got the last two episodes up finally. I do apologize for that. You were doing uh, all that in the middle of all this. Damn, I was indeed. Wow. So, yeah, nice I'm to start. So, yeah. It, uh, remind it, me, it, is 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 that the power of Threadripper? Uh, not really. It's just, I have good bandwidth. Let's right. just put it that way. Fair enough. You know, the, the, the fact that I could get all that done, FTP, everything up to the site while this was going on. Uh, geez, if I had a, if I had a Twitch stream running on another monitor, that would have been, that would have been cool. Anyways. Um, what, what am I talking about? Of course, I'm the curator of the audio version of this show over at holy crap, the uh, for my own personal musings and other things that, um, you know, when, when I feel the need to vent, uh, you can catch that over at inthewind.yo5.ca. And then my other project, because apparently I hate myself that much, uh, you can check out my um, writing podcast, uh, The Kick in the Cast, over at 
uh, podchaser.com slash kick at the cast. Uh, it's a new link to the original site. Um, go there, have a listen. Uh, chapter nine was just uploaded earlier this week. Uh, delayed because of weather and the fact that if I shut a fan off for more than five seconds, this room turns into an oven. So I've had to be very careful. Uh, the next chapter should be out on Monday, though. Um, voice permitting. Fair enough. Good luck. So as I said, all the information that you want is including all of our contact info is over at holycrapvlogcast.com. Uh, if you'd like to leave a voicemail message, you can feel free to do that at 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. Also, don't forget, Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, is Holy Crap the Phonecast, also right here on YouTube. You'll be able to find out information about that on all of our social media links, let you know about that when it's going to be happening. And... And please be careful. Please be safe. We want you back. And we know it's scary, but we're still here for you. We're going to keep being here for you. So, as always, until the next time we get together, everybody, thanks for being with us. I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And as always, for my lady, 15 years on, I am still in love with you. Wow. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.